Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Capitals on a long, long road trip, uh, coming up placing the Calgary Flames very soon. So we welcome in Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so uh, we always ask everybody, A, I always ask if anyone has any dirty stories about Carl, but I don't think anyone has any. Um, but what your thoughts are of the Capitals? Oh, no, I do. <laughs> oh, no, I oh, got lots. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, I wanted to ask your 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 thoughts from ten thousand feet away uh, of the Capitals right now. Gone through some struggles, have won some games, and de- dealt with injuries. But I'm wondering what the view from Western Canada is of the Washington Capitals. Well, I think it's a team that's, uh, from our vantage point, had some some struggles of late. It's a team that uh, you know, obviously, the Calgary Flames don't see a lot. It's a one and one type thing. And it's a team that has superstar power that can bust it wide open at any point. So current records aside, it sort of seems like traditionally, um, as long as I've been around, these Capitals uh, have uh, have such potent firepower and, and can can do some real damage on any given night. Of course, there's the obvious type, Garnet Hathaway as well. And, you know, Troy Brower, who uh, is still in Calgary, um, you know, played there, had good relationships with the uh, a few former caps and you know so we see him we hear the stories but uh, overall it's just a dangerous team i don't think that's surprising to anybody but uh, certainly with our limited view guys this is a team that can inflict damage uh, at any point to certainly to calgary who um you know in the last number of games calgary against washington calgary just hasn't fared so well so yeah it's a, it's a team that can strike a little fear into you especially when you've got the great great eight you know, it's interesting though to think about it too. It's um, when you don't see a team very often, it's their history, right? Like you said, that that's what you remember, right? So if you only see a team one and one, it doesn't matter what the Flames, for example, have been doing recently. It's it's only what the Caps remember from them last time, right? It's not like you're, yeah. you know, the team could be having a bad year and you know you play them like a bad team. It's not necessarily the case. You know, the Caps would come in and play them like they were the Calgary Flames of of last season that are stingy although they may not be stingy that's just that's what's freshest in your in your brain so i think both teams are kind of going through some similar similar things right now where it's just not what they're used to having i guess you could say and uh and so it it in a way it's almost a clean slate when you go from east to west because you don't have to well, yeah. worry about it as much yeah, yeah, and you would know that better than anybody as far as the the mindset against teams that you you never really see and you know, I can speak to sort of the mindset of Calgary. That's exactly true because a lot of teams still, Carl, to your point, will say, oh, it's a Daryl Sutter team. And, you know, that's going to be, you know, from like the 04 era. Like yeah. that's kind of the mentality people still think when they don't see them on a regular basis, even though these teams are completely different. Identities are different. Uh, night in, night out, it's different. So 
Great hat, by the way. And uh, <laughs> he's wearing, you know, it, for those who are not watching but listening, Carl's wearing a, a Canadian flag hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It is and, gorgeous. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's that really fits, I find, what you're saying with, with what Calgary kind of brings to the limited table for teams that see them once or twice a year. Well, and it's also different, a, a way different look too, right? Like from for, for Caps fans, mm-hmm. last time that they saw Calgary, it was, you know, they had some different players. They had a Goudreau, Kachuk in the lineup, and that's right. that's shifted quite a bit. Now they have some some players there that that Caps fans are pretty familiar with, you know, with the Huberto and Weaver and stuff. What what's uh, what's that been like for those guys and for the fans around them to to see those two? Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, I'm sure that we're pretty. Uh, pretty big fan favorites to to be gone and, yeah. and the replacements. Yeah, it's a good point because, uh, you know, those were big losses. And I remember this uh, all going down in the summer and having it happen almost in real time and and kind of dealing with chatting with the players as they were exiting and about to exit and hearing that they were exit exiting. And so for the fan base, it was utter shock, Carl. Like, I'm sure your ties to Calgary would probably have asked you, like, hey, what is going on here? Did you hear about this? Can you believe these cornerstone pieces of Gaudreau and Kachuk are gone? And do we hate them? What is happening? What's going to, what's the return? John's gone for free. Matthew's now going to, what's the return? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you get the return from Huberdo and Uyghur, a prospect in close and a first round pick. Everybody's like, Kachuk who? Yeah. Joking. <laughs> But that's a great haul. And then all of a sudden you parlay that first rounder into uh, getting uh, Nazem Kadri. And all of a sudden now, Brad's walking out to that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's walking around feeling like, not he, but the people in the city are like, this is unbelievable. This is is incredible. He, He was up against it and this is his return. So I think everybody was okay. And then all of a sudden the season starts, Matthew picks right up where he left off. I thought it was a great point, but. Sutter and others made it just that, you know, Matthew wanted the trade, so he wasn't shocked by it. Mentally, he wasn't phased. These new guys, pardon me, were rattled by it because you're cruising around in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, even though you're Canadian boys, you're like, okay, wait a minute. This is where my career has been. Yeah, Yeah. I've got a Lamborghini over here i got to deal with now. (laughs) Suddenly, you don't need that, and you need an F-150. You need the SUV, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, and that's it. So – it's taken them some time. We're starting guys to see it round into form. Is it dominant? Is it the the most explosive uh, back end and uh, and forward uh, in the league? No, not yet. But um, you know, Huberto's been dealing with some injuries. Uyghurs figuring out the system. One flame told me near the beginning. He said, you know, it's going to take those boys a good month to wrap their heads around Daryl. He goes, I don't worry about Nazem Kadri. But the other two, it might take some time. And that's exactly what happened. Nazem Kadri was kind of the best player going, you know, right out of the gate for some time. The other two are just now finding their feet and figuring out Daryl's system. Huberto, again, a little nicked up throughout uh, the big beginning part of this season. But uh, both have been a pleasure to deal with. And uh, both, you're getting a sense of just how effective they can be. That, that's a great point, Ryan. I'm curious, Carl, when you, when you switch teams... Was it hard for you to mentally get your head around, not only obviously Claude Julian, because we talked about that plenty, but just playing for a new team, a new surrounding, all of that? Yeah, I was going to say that. So it is, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, when, when you go somewhere where you're, you're very comfortable and, you know, you love life like, like you would in Fort Lauderdale, um, teams winning, all that stuff, you, your team scores a lot of goals. Like 
it's so hard to to tell yourself, okay, now this is the new normal because you're just like, I just want that. I want my old normal back. Right. And it's so hard to be able to, to switch and just think, you know what, this is, this is just a job, go out there and, and do it and play. And I think more often than not, it, it doesn't, doesn't work out. You know, it doesn't, at least it takes some time for it to work out. I should say it doesn't happen right away. So, so yeah, you know, you go from, from one, one place um, where you got all your buddies and everything. Like you saw the the video of uh, Huberto and uh, uh, Barkov at the line talking to each other and stuff like that. It's just, you, you just, you want those friendships back. Cause although you're going to make new ones, it's just, it just never feels the same. So it is extremely difficult. And then, throw in a new system, um, you know, from a coach that is so good defensively and, and is very, you know, strict in what he wants versus, you know, run and gun that, that they had in Florida. It's just an extremely hard transition to make. And it, it may not even happen this season. You know, it may take more than a month um, as I think it, it does for a lot of players. So, you know, we'll see what ends up happening, but yeah, I, that would be a, uh, um, I pr- probably a pretty big unwelcoming shock getting that call that you're going from from Florida to Calgary. Although I love Calgary, um, it's it's not always for everybody. <laughs> Very true. Uh, when we come back on all caps, we've got some questions about Daryl Sutter. I want to talk about Jacob Markstrom as well with Ryan, and then later on, Carl's stupid question. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Allscast with former Capitals Spencer Carl Osner and Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie. I'm AP Hockey Writer Steve Wino. We will get to hockey stuff. Ryan just told us his Thanksgiving meal in D.C. before the Capitals Flames on Black Friday was a, a hotel dinner uh, that included the best fries on earth. Carl, what, what, what are we doing? Oh, well, I mean, I'll let, I'll, I mean, I'll let Ryan give his opinion. I, I don't I don't know if I can go on earth, but best in, it it's is, best uh, among the best in D.C. Among the best in DC, yeah. I was saying that I, I often make a pit stop at that uh, at the Four Seasons just to get the fry sample platter as a, an appetizer. If I'm if I'm in the area and I have extra time, I'm going there. Except for the one time I tried to go there and ended up witnessing the car accident right right outside the hotel and had to be a witness and then missed out on my fries. The babysitter needed to go home, so that was the only only time it didn't work out. But yes, I do, Ryan. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on them. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was a lovely thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about best on the planet, but in the National Hockey League, the Never Hungry League, yeah, uh, it was delicious. Uh, my traditional Thanksgiving fare uh, this year included uh, room service with a massive burger and those fries you speak of, and uh, yeah, it was uh, I, honestly fifty dollars American for a burger and fries. I, I think that's reasonable. 
when you're out of four seasons. Look, that, <laughs> Good Lord. Look, in, in, How are you guys doing it? No wonder this town's full of crooks. <laughs> it's, look, inflation has killed us. Um, yes. But, yeah, but we are a podcast of food. The Bell Center hot dogs are our favorite and all of that. Uh, we yeah. love Bruce Boudreaux. The Shein Show. The Shein Show. And, uh, and, and and we might find out, I don't know how many, Carl, of your questions are going to involve food later, but we are a big breakfast sandwich uh, podcast here, uh, in addition to mm. talking Capitals hockey. Are you getting any free food, gentlemen, as a result of these plugs? Not yet. But, we don't like, get anything. We just have fun. We, we, no, no, we enjoy ourselves. <laughs> the, the, the next step is getting free things. We need to like, we need to, like take the podcast on the road, do like a Clyde's yes. bit, and then also get the free food. That's we'll next. See. Um, I, I wanted to ask real quick, and I know, Carl, you had a thing about, about Daryl Sutter, but Jacob Markstrom, and, and I know the Capitals lit him up a lot when he was with Florida very early in his career, and a lot of teams lit him up back then. What have you seen from Jacob Markstrom as a goaltender to, that, that kind of has seen him kind of grow into a dominant force and, and in a lot of talk, kind of Vesna talk in, in previous years? Well, you just said the word, and that's grow. And there's been growth. There's been maturity. Um, there's been a professionalism and, uh, I think that the desire to win and, you know, his competitive streak has always been there, but he's, he's all business as he's grown. And I think early on, and Carl may be able to speak to this, he was a little, um, wilder on the, um, on, <laughs> on that side of things. And pardon me, I don't mean that necessarily in a negative. I just think he just probably wasn't the same person he is today. And, um, he's a really good goaltender who, can be quite candid um, and quite honest. And it's re- really refreshing because, you know, he said the other day to us, uh, both on camera and away from the cameras, that uh, he just, you know, I gotta, they're not wrong. I got to make one more stop. I, I can't be letting one in a game that sort of says, oh, man, you know, it's deflating to your group. And it's, and he's aware of that. So I like that. I like a goalie who will come on out and say, you know, point the finger at his chest and go, that was me. Or I've got to do this because it's no different than when Carl was playing and he did it or his teammates did it or whatever. Goalies are no different. And I, I find if they do that because it's such an integral position, like if they do that and just own it, you move on from it. When you kind of point the finger outward and go, well, I don't know what was going on in front of me or if we didn't take so many – that, again, I defer to Carl, but that has a ripple effect and that has a way of coming across the wrong way even though the context or the intention is different than our perception. So this guy's really uh, dialed in professionally. He's really dialed in uh, on the ice, and he's dialed in with with his strengths and his weaknesses. And uh, for the most part, and you remember, guys, he had nine shutouts last year. Yep. And it's it's a different year right now. He almost broke Mika Kiprasov's uh, record or franchise record there, Carl. And and that's uh, that's saying something, as you know. That was that guy is still to this day a legend in Calgary. So. You know, this guy is not Mika Kiprasov, but he is the best goalie to come along since Mika Kiprasov. And Dorsey yeah. Kemper, by the way, did that the other uh, after allowing two bad goals against the Flyers. He's like, look, call a spade a spade. They're bad goals. And I'm sure as a teammate, you love to hear that. Yeah. Well, two, that. two things. Um, Kipper, the, the funny story about him is that he had to, because he was like him and again, the word gods in that, are, are still gods in that city if they ever spend any time there. But he had to live in Okotoks. And Ryan, you know where Okotoks is. Like, that's a... That's a hall yeah. from downtown. Now that they have uh, they have a new ring road in there, it's maybe a little closer, but that's like a solid 45, 50-minute drive from the arena, and that's where they practice all the time. He had to go down there just because there was less people around. That would that would bug him, you know. He used to go watch his kids play hockey in his hoodie with his with his hood on and stuff. So, like that, he was if if he could have got if Markstrom could have got to that and and beat that, that would have 
definitely propelled them closer to that to that level for sure. But going back to the accountability, right? That's that's like one of the biggest words thrown around in in sports is being accountable, um, doing your job. You know, the the Bill Belichick saying, you know, just make sure that you that you execute what you need to do. And so I always found, especially as you get a little bit older too, is if you're one of those guys that can shoulder some of that blame is okay with kind of processing it. And if, and, and that may even be your way to get through it. Markstrom's way to get through it is to, is to, to be outward and talk about it so that he can, he can process through that. But even like for maybe a younger guy who, you know, feels or, or thinks that they made a mistake on a play that was costly to have your D partner or a, a winger on your line or whatever, come out and be like, you know what, that was my fault that I should have been better. And, you know, maybe, maybe they'll chime in and be like, no, 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 I, I should have had my check. And then just back again, like, you know what, we never would have been in that situation if it wasn't for me not getting that puck in, right? That's just the accountability factor. Just sure. you, you, you own up to your mistakes that you made. And maybe that settles someone else down because maybe in their head, even though they don't say it, they're like, oh yeah, he's right. He should have had that puck in. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to stop now and I feel better. Right. And so some guys just need that. They need to be able to, to talk about it and, and let everybody else know that they know that they messed up. It's not a secret. I know I screwed up. I know I shouldn't have got beat out of the corner, whatever it is. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good thing for him to be able to work through it and then just getting into the next level where you can get that confidence back. Carl, I would, I would ask a question to you on that front. Is that, is there too much going on there sometimes? In other words, for example, Jack Campbell, who kind of came out and said, I was pathetic. Like he kind of processes so much that, you know, in chatting with some guys who know him, especially early on his career, he would go so outwardly on this. I was terrible. I was, you're almost like, I got to patch this guy up. And then he's, you know, inconsolable for a while. And, uh, you know, he's mentally um, talked himself right out of things. So there is a balance, isn't there? 100 percent. That's that's the other factor there is that if you come out and say too much, you know, and in an interview, for example, and say, you know, I'm yeah, exactly that. I'm awful or we were awful. You, you the next day, what do you see in the headline? It's like the so-and-so says that his team was awful, you know, and, and then it just starts snowballing and, and gets ugly. So I think that there's there's definitely a fine line to walk there when you're saying your feelings, you know. Um mm-hmm. I I I know it happened to me a couple of times where I would say, you know, we were bad or something like that. And then the next day it doesn't look so good, right? Wino knows. Yeah, because um, you actually said what you felt. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's something that I would I should, you know, a lot of times just keep inside the inside the dressing room. But at the same time, it's good every now and then for it to come out. So I think that you need to like I said, maybe it's just the way some guys deal with it. Maybe it's the same thing for Campbell. He needs to just come out and be like, holy smokes, I was terrible. I need to be better. And then it's just off his chest, right? Pathetic's a strong word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's headline worthy. I was pathetic. Yeah. Oh, and and we say that all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many times guys will come back <laughs> to the bench and just be like, just be like, I suck. Like, or after a game, be like, I was, I was, well, in with the caps, we would, we had a thing where we'd call ourselves Terry's and the Terry meant that you were bad. And it's a long story with, with Ovi's English, but I just, guys would come in, guys would come was in it after terrible. Well, it it's was, actually it wasn't after. a reference to Chris Terry. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. yeah. You New just guy. have guys after the, after games being like, I was such a Terry today or something like that. And it's a way to like process, <laughs> but also make guys laugh. So, 
So yeah, you need to, it happens a lot and just, it just, it just helps some guys better than others. Carl, did you, did you want to ask uh, about Daryl Sutter? Cause I, cause I want to ask a question about you next and then we got to get to stupid questions. Well, I mean, it, it's not a big deal. I just think that Sutter is kind of one of those guys that, that uh, <laughs> if you're not around him very much, you just love to laugh at the facial expressions, the, the quiet, um, you know, not many word worded answers and stuff like that. And I'm sure it can be frustrating at times to deal with, but the same time he's kind of like a national treasure he's, he's just like one of those guys that's so funny to be to see um and he could he could make top 10 clips all the time for some of the stuff he gets i'm curious your uh your interactions with him how they've been so far i'm guessing you've never played for him carl <laughs> <laughs> only his brother then his brother scared the hell out of me so I'm yeah not sure and, and brent brent's <laughs> a lot milder as you know um yeah yeah <laughs> perfect answer yeah, yeah uh, it's uh it's day to day it's it's daryl's it's daryl's way and uh and these players um listen there's no doubt he's a very very good coach and it's proven that he is the reigning jack adams he was just uh, rewarded with uh, a two-year extension after this year and uh certainly he is um got a great relationship with ownership he's certainly got a great relationship with uh, flames fans and uh you know he's won two stanley cups so on the winning side of things that's really really hard to argue with on the snippets that you'll hear on instagram or any kind of social media it, it yeah it's really enjoyable and funny and thank you he's putting that guy in his place and all that yeah. stuff um <laughs> so you just uh you just roll with it well, I made I made John Torello swear the other day, so I I kind of know what that what that is like of dealing with a coach who can sometimes be analytical, can sometimes be a pain in the ass. Tortorella and 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 and, and Daryl Sutter remind me a little bit of each other in that way. It, although I think Tortorella is a little more brash than than Daryl. No chance. You think you think, <laughs> think Daryl's more brash than than Torts? John Tortorella is mild compared <laughs> to Daryl Sutter. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm I'm going to take it. Can you imagine that? Now there's your headline in your <laughs> newspapers. Yeah, there's always some things that can be aired on TV and stuff, right? So there's, there's a lot of stuff that's As you know, better. Carl, there's public version of coaches and there's behind the camera version of coaches. So, <laughs> yeah, so very true. Um, before we get to stupid questions, what is your favorite Carl Alsner story? You know what? Uh, I would say, I don't know if it's a story, but I'll give you, it's a perception. I, I had the good fortune of covering Carlin Jr., um, and then to watch his career uh, blossom the way it did. And uh, I can safely say, Steve, I, earmuffs, Carl, he was one of the nicest guys I ever had the pleasure of dealing with. And uh, and I don't think anybody – that would be what comes to mind for everyone, I'm everyone. sure, here in the it D.C. Does. area. Uh, but certainly covering him uh, in Western Canada early on, seeing him represent internationally, seeing his NHL career explode, uh, seeing him uh, – you know, turn into, well, not turn into, because he was always a fine young man when we dealt with him. So I think just watching it progress, watching it happen, and uh, and and never saying no except for when I absolutely needed him on a television broadcast. <laughs> well, in my defense, I'm still going to try and make it out there today. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Uh, no, and, and, and honestly, that is what everyone says. That's why we're. That's why this has worked because Carl and I did this in a locker room for a decade. Uh, what we hadn't done is Carl asking questions. So when we come back, Ryan Leslie. You are going to be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with Carl Alzer and Ryan Leslie. I'm Steve Wino, and now our favorite portion of the show, Carl's Super Questions. All right, let's get going here. Um, so we just had uh, American Thanksgiving. Um, so maybe not so fresh in, in uh, Canadians' minds, but in the U.S. for sure. Um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side? What, what, what's your go-to you have to have? Guaranteed, it's a stuffing. No <laughs> question about it. You, you know, I, I I wish I had extra. My mom's stuffing, she makes double for me when I come up, is the, the best stuffing I've ever had. So, really? Yeah. Why is it so good? It, it, it's got sausage in it, and mm-hmm. it's just a perfect mix of like the breadcrumb, whatever, with the the meat in there. I know, I know, Carl, you're not a, a meat eater, so there certainly can do a we do a vegetarian version of that, but it's great. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate that, R- Ryan. Are you uh, stuffing inside the bird or on the or like do it on the side? Well, I think it's got to start in there, and then it's got to be on the side. <laughs> I'm a calm. Gotcha. I'm a hybrid guy, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hybrid's not um, bad. Oh, Sorry, I got I to ask you this too. Um, do you ever put marshmallows on sweet potato? I've seen it done. I think it's amateur hour. Marshmallows yeah. and same with that jello salad, get lost. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on I both I can those. confirm. Yes. Those need to get okay. lost. Good. Okay, perfect. I'm with you on that one. Bonus points. Um, okay, what is, what is worse? Having a week long of minus 20, so Celsius, uh, minus 20 weather, um rain hard rain for a week straight or a heat wave of like 35 plus no air conditioning the worst version of those three like yeah which one would you hate hand, the most hands down the rain the rain <laughs> yeah yeah i guess when you're not around rain that way we have rain right now too Awful. so wait wait so th- that with no air conditioning so does that mean the cold with no heat no, no, no. Everyone's kind of got heat, okay. right? But not everyone has air conditioning. Yeah. Like, you give me some, like, I'm an Ontario guy. I'm, I'm an East Coast guy. It gets hot in the summer. I know where to find the lakes. I can handle that. I used to wake up in the middle of the night before everybody had air conditioning in their house. That's how old I am. And you'd have to run down at two in the morning and go swim in the lake. I would do that. In the winter, especially in Calgary, minus 20, no big deal. Um, you, everybody, it's usually sunny there. Um, so your mood's good. You get out, you snowboard, you do whatever. The rain, you got no options. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the right answer. Um, okay. We're in December now at the time of this. Uh, when is the appropriate time to decorate for Christmas? December 1. December 1. That's the date. Is there an inappropriate time? Like, like could you go a week any, before? Any time, any time before rem, uh, Remembrance Day is offside. Yeah. Offside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty early. <laughs> I, I I go with the Thanksgiving borderline, like like the Black Friday. You can before Thanksgiving. You can't. Which is it? Is it Thanksgiving? It, you guys, I, I don't understand. U.S. Thanksgiving. I love the I love I love it all. But but how do you celebrate <laughs> two at one? Celebrate Thanksgiving, enjoy the football, and then flip the gear right after Thanksgiving. Immediately and Christmas. Immediately. Yeah. It's, but it's, don't it's, don't cross. That's fine. I'm fine there. with that. A- after Thanksgiving, yes. No. Yeah. Do not cross the sauce. Um, okay. Best hockey uniform of all time? Montreal Canadiens, Detroit Red Wings. Ooh, yes. I'm with you on Detroit for sure. The Reds, they're gorgeous on ice. 
Yeah, and you were you grew up a Montreal fan, right? How did you know that? Yes, I did. Come on, I know my stuff. The hockey sweater. <laughs> you can't have a podcast and not do any research. Wow, impressive, I gotta put, Carl. Got to put at least five minutes in, right? Yeah. Um, okay, favorite Christmas movie. Okay, yes. I have two children, so it's a combo, right? There's some Elf mixed in with uh, Polar Express. Uh, slap me with a little Home Alone one. Maybe two, but don't push it after that. Um, there's one I feel like I'm forgetting, but I'm a big Christmas guy, Carl. I can answer your Christmas question. Yes. I mean, I thought about just asking all Christmas questions, but not mm-hmm. everybody is as into it as me, so I kind of left a few off. Um, okay. All right. See, I debated on – I because so now, why not you asked – you said we were going to talk more food, so I you actually erased a food question because I thought people would get sick of it, but I'm going to go back to it right now. I need to know your, give me your ideal breakfast order. If you're at a hotel, which you are Mm, um, mm -hmm. currently as we're speaking, but you're, you're in a hotel, nice breakfast menu. What are you ordering? Well, I I love a good eggs, Benny. Um, It's hard to, I mean, right to my hips with that hollandaise sauce, but that's a, that's a go, go to for me. I love, I'm not a big breakfast guy, but when I do allow myself to go that route, I do enjoy that when I'm having a cheat day, Carl. When you're having a cheat day and you allow yourself to eat in the morning. <laughs> Are you erasing questions? You're very diligent over here. I love this. Oh, man, I, I got all the questions that I've asked plus all the answers written down so I can go back, uh, reference them at some point here. So, all right, that that believe it or not, that's the six already. So I got to quickly add these up here. You um, scored quite well. Can I ask well. a question in the meantime? Sure. Steven, is that your real last name? It is absolutely my real last name. This is not a stage name. That might be the greatest <laughs> last name in the NHL media world. Why not? <laughs> and 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 two, two, two things. One, for, and people always ask like where did it came come from. My family name was Wally Anoni, like from Italian whatever, and changed it sort of like the Ellis Island thing to like Wally Anoni, and they scribbled down something that's Wino. And yeah, I mean, it was not great in childhood, but it's. Conversation starter now, and everybody in hockey media calls me Stefan Wino because there was <laughs> that 2018 Cup final. They did a conference call with Gerard Gallant and Barry Trotz, and then and and I asked a question, and that was like, and we go to Stefan Wino, and I was like, well, it's it's Wino, but but thank you, okay, Barry, what do you think? And then they go back to me later, and they're like, and we go back to Stefan Wino, so now I am known as Stefan Wino as much as anything else. It's pretty good. I don't know how you get weak. I mean, that's that's a National League last name. <laughs> Thank you very much. It, it, is, it is way better as an adult than it was as a kid growing up. And and one of the other best names, Roger Millions, who, who you oh, know yeah. really well. That's a pretty solid one, too. Yeah, Dodger Billions. We love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, all right. So, yeah, after that quick total, you, you ended up with 322 points, which going back to there. my records, yeah, that's top three. I'm pretty sure. So on the podium? Oh yeah! Right now you're sitting bronze. Congratulations on that. That's hey, all right. That's huge. Yeah, good answers. Really good job. I'll take that. I, I'm just wondering where I could have scored better, Carl. Where in your mind did I go off the rails? Well, you said best hockey uniform, Montreal, and uh, I just that, uh, can't get down with anything is that, Montreal. Is that well? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's, it's just it didn't end well, as you know. <laughs> but I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You got some bank out of Montreal. There should be a little bit more uh, by way of uh, good feelings. No, 
no good feelings there. Yes. I can't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. What's your what's your answer? What's your answer for the best jersey? I also I'm, like Chicago. I forgot that one. Yeah, I so actually I I'm actually a huge fan of Detroit. So it could have been yeah. really bad. That's why you're still on the podium because you said Detroit in there. If so you had just said Montreal, I would have tanked your score. Yeah, he would have been in the. What did the, you say? What did you say? And I I wondered if you loved it because you had an appreciation for for all of it. You're a bit of a student of the game, and uh, but obviously you know it didn't end well there. But what is your favorite jersey then? Is it Detroit? I'd say Detroit is up there without a doubt. Yeah, probably. Probably one or two. Um, it's tough because I actually really do like the Leafs jersey as well. You know, I, I like. Ooh. I like the. I know it's hard to say, but I grew. Up you're Leafs, off. Well, you grew up. A, well, you grew up a Leafs fan, right? I grew I up mean, a Leafs fan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I so grew that, up down the road from Toronto. Yeah, and for some reason, you you wanted to go to the dark side. I'm sure, that went over well with all your buddies. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. I watched a couple of Stanley Cups by myself, Carl. Yeah, bet. you know what they. You know what they didn't watch. Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups. <laughs> this is also hey, pop- get this, get this. I actually made a bet with a guy in the ninth grade, Dave Chapla, and we still laugh about it. Whenever I go home, I don't know how you collect on this bet, but I made him a bet that the Leafs will never win the Stanley Cup in my lifetime. Come on, and they never have. And I don't know how I collect the money. There's got to be a cap. Or There's something. a statute of limitations at some point, right? There yeah. has to be. That's. Um, I think you go until. I think age 65, that's when the bet 65. ends. 65, yes. That's yeah. fair. That's very fair. It's also a podcast oh. of making fun of the Leafs. Uh, Ryan, thanks for thanks for joining us on All's Caps. Guys, thanks for having me. It's great to see you, Steve, Mr. Wino. Wino. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, and anytime you uh, want to chat uh, food and uh, all things Carl Alter, let me know. We, we, we have fun around here. Thanks, everybody, for listening to All's Caps. We'll talk to you next week.